In 2018, friends Josh, Wyatt, and Zach, brothers, a couple of them actually, got together and thought, hey, we all enjoy this whole video thing, creating content, all this stuff. We should do this together and as a business. And so this is a story of Tandem X Visuals. This is The Other 18. Dive in as we sit down with inspirational leaders who share their origin stories about the highs and lows, the yeses and nos, the wins and the blows of entrepreneurship. Welcome to The Other 18 with your hosts, Shane Chapman and Bryce Walanyuk. What up? Welcome back to The Other 18, Bryce, Shane, and... Josh. Josh and Wyatt. Josh and Wyatt. From Tandem X Visuals here with us today. Ooh, I'm right. still getting used to this whole mic adjustment and headphone change you did on me Sorry. here a couple episodes ago. It yep. still sounds weird. It to sounds me. really good over here. I didn't think yeah, you got <laughs> you got the good mic and the good headphones today. Um, so yeah, we're here with the guys from Tandem X, or at least two of the three owners of Tandem X Visuals to chat about their journey today. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for yeah. having us. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so for coming out. you made it over here behind a train. Yes. The uh, famous Regina train. Yes, we got stuck behind a train. Like, what a surprise. Right. On exactly. Ring Road or uh, yeah. town? No, right on, um, on Ross there. Ross Just on Ross. Right around oh, the corner. that's the worst yeah, one. Time. We were 30 yeah. seconds away. And we got stuck behind a train. Because that train could be, that, that train can take forever. Oh, we were like 13, 14 minutes waiting behind yeah. the train. It wasn't even, even the first. It gave me time to get to Robbins to yeah. get another car. <laughs> so Perfect. I, uh, I used it. I used the time. Um, okay. So uh, like this show is all about exploring you guys and your, who you are personally and your story of entrepreneurship, how you got to where you are. You guys are fairly new business. So I'm excited to hear all about this. So why don't we start off first though with who you guys are personally Let's give us let, some rundown yeah we want to know who you are cool i'll uh, i'll start i guess go for it um my name is joshua van dusen i probably have the longest craziest last name that no one can spell um thanks mom and dad appreciate that <laughs> um you know i never really ever thought i'd be an entrepreneur i kind of always wanted to just do something cool but I never knew what that was and yeah. you know the whole i want to be a marine biologist was the uh the common thing for you know 12 years of my life until I realized sharks are pretty scary and <laughs> the odds of me running into one of those guys in the middle of the ocean alone is pretty high as a marine, bi marine biologist. So it's okay. You're safe here. You weren't yeah. going to run into yeah, one. I don't think there's sharks in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to study blue green algae here. <laughs> That's your whole job. Actually, Cowtown had a shark for a while. So. Oh yeah, they did. I just forgot saying. about that. And an alligator. Okay, that's that came. All right, guys, let's stop. Sorry, sorry, uh, we're taking you. <laughs> so you know, high school, I graduated, and my mom kind of looked at me and said, "Hey, what do you want to do with your life?" And I said, "Be successful." And that was it. That was it. I died. immediately. That was it. Went worked at Jump.ca. Worked the corporate job there. It was a fantastic company. Then I joined another startup here in Regina called Deliver. Started that. Did that for about two years. That was fun. Showed me that like. The entrepreneurship space is kind of for me. I, I like mm -hmm. that whole, what do you mean? I'm at the work 14 hours today. I like that style. Um, did that, went to another corporate job, thought that, that startup space was not for me. Ended up just being the delivery model. Like, you know, when you bring a order one minute late and grandma Susie here just screams your face <laughs> off. Uh, it ruins some morale. Sounds uh, amazing. So, you know, joined uh, IQ Metrics and did that for about a year and then realized, no, 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 nine to five, not for me. I want to go back to those 14 hours a day. So joined Tandem X Visuals and uh, with Mr. Wyatt and Zach here. So 
Awesome. That's my I'm story. surprised we never ran into each other in the past because I was at Sastel. Yeah. There's obviously yes. a jump.ca and IQ oh, yeah. metrics tie in with Sastel and a few oh, yeah. spots mm-hmm. there. But, but you're, you're one in 4,000 fish. Correct. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty, <laughs> I was a pretty big fish. It's a, no, I was not. <laughs> you were a shark. I was just a speck. Yeah, you were a shark. I was a speck on floor 11. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you saw me on the way to Tim Hortons, I just never came downstairs. And I, I, I would usually clock the people from Sastel about 10, 15 every morning when I'm working at jump.ca. It was like, it's like, were you at the Cornwall location too? Yeah. Oh man, I worked, I worked all over the place. So I probably saw you walk by for coffee. Probably four to five times Past a day each other. for four or five <laughs> yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. fate. Now you're here. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. What about yourself, Wyatt? Let's hear Me. it. So my name is Wyatt Heiberg. Um, uh, looking all the way back, I started getting into video and photo as a child back when YouTube came out. I was absolutely obsessed with the idea of creating videos and putting it on the internet. And I just had this burning desire to create a 1 million view video at one point in my life. And I have achieved that goal in 2012. Nice. I was just going to ask, I was like, what is it? What's the video? Yeah. The first one, the first 1 million view video. No, what what, what was it about? This is even better. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Don't let us. Where's our suspense button? (laughs) (laughs) The the first 1 million view video I did was um, a fail compilation video of just clips I took off YouTube. Yeah. Back when fails were popping and they were turning into a thing. So it was merry-go-round fails. So people on merry-go-rounds and they would put like a, a, a scooter oh, yeah. or like a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> and spin it around. People get flung <laughs> off. Um, YouTube has since deleted it because it's um, kind of violent. <laughs> so <laughs> but anyway, it reached a million views. So check that off the list. Did um, you, was it monetized? Was that a thing? It was then? not monetized. No. Oh, man, hey. It was before the monetization. And then um, it was just not allowed to be monetized once they. It's <laughs> too violent. Damn. Yeah. And it wasn't my content. So. Do you watch Ridiculousness? I have seen it, but I don't watch it. Oh, it's such a good show. I have it's not. basically that. It's you basically, haven't seen it at all? I haven't, no. Oh my God. Bryce? No. Am I on an island here? What is yeah, happening? It appears so. <laughs> oh, it's on MTV. It's hosted by Rob Deerdick, the skateboard still on? dude. Yeah, man, it's still on. Oh. And it's just like it's videos from, it's fail videos from the it's, internet. It's just and AFE. they categorize them. It's yeah, it's AFE, but like new. But kind of more edgy. For millennials. So good. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then um, so I've always had this desire to create some impactful social media content. And have you guys thought about using that? The impactful? You, yeah. Yeah, oh, we use it. it oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. almost like almost it's part of the. He's like, is this guy serious right now? Has he seen oh, yeah. any of our stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, so I just had a burning desire to um, create super cool, impactful content. And um, over the uh, years, um, I started developing an interest in photography as well and um, always kind of behind the camera. And um, my brother, Zach, he was working at a video production company in Regina just out of um, Syast. He graduated Syast and started working with them. And then he just figured out that he also wanted to kind of be on his own yeah. and um, push forward. So we just had this, as Josh says, the time and opportunity kind of a line and we started tandem and then then later the next year we brought on josh and uh oh so yeah. this was the thing before like it was yeah, yeah. it was just the brothers oh interesting yeah. okay we started yeah. first and then and then josh came on very yeah. cool so when did you come on like you started in 2018 yeah and yes. you came on 2019 2019 and math with that like a year yeah. later yeah a year later. yeah that would be a year after How, yeah. so 2018, you've been there for a full year now or are you still <laughs> full year like at this point full year clock yeah I, i've i've I f- it feels like the full length though like i feel like it's i've just been there the whole time you just avoided uh, all the crap you like figuring it out the first year where I, nothing works i just avoided all <laughs> the free videos yeah yeah, right, yeah, yeah exactly like, hey, just let us film anything yeah we'll do it all for free yeah, that's how they started the tandem X visuals. So yeah. I avoided Kicking the whole in. like, what do you mean nice. you're not going to earn money for the first twelve months? 
Oh, that's what starting a business Perfect. is like. Yeah, okay, exactly. cool. Yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun, right? Yeah. What am you I going to get paid? Nothing. Nobody gets paid here right now. But you're right, work exactly. Double. That's the yeah. important piece. Yeah. Um, you're going to work harder for less money. Yeah. Yes. So this is the dream. Sounds amazing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want, actually. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys start Tandem X in 2018. Where did the name come from? Um, actually, Zach and I were sitting on this for a while thinking of a name, and uh, I was watching some. YouTube videos and a content creator on there said, who was just talking and he said, oh yeah, this works well in tandem. And I was like, oh, tandem. I like that, but it just needs a little extra. Oh, oh X. Needs a little extra? Oh, so it was like tandem X. And then I was like, like tandem X media, tandem X what? And Zach's like, I don't know, it's good. visuals. So tandem X visuals. Nice. That's where we're at. Cool. The X is there just to sound cool. It's just literally to sound cool. It's got nothing, nothing to do you with it. You came up with a name in the middle of the super trendy thing to put an X or a, some like spell words wrong and make it a brand. Yeah. Well, and you're like, like we where could, does the X go? It we, can't. Put it after. Okay. We yeah. could have put one in the beginning too. So X tandem X visuals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been really confusing to try and <laughs> say all the time. <laughs> but hey, the people start talking about it and they think that's weird and they talk about our brand yeah, more. That's than, true. Yeah. Then we're viral without even trying. Right. Or we're failing business because no one can say our name. Because no one can yeah. say your name. It's 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. So. Uh, are you going to do to our brand what you did to your own brand? Because I don't want that. I don't want <laughs> don't just X's everywhere. I don't. Yeah. Uh, are you guys both, I guess the three of you, local? Yes. Grew up in Regina, all of you? Yeah. Josh so. is kind of the weird one out, but Zach and I are from <gasps> Regina. Yeah. Do you hear that Where a lot? Are Where are you from, Josh? Okay, well, I'm going to... Regina. Oh, you are from so like, Regina. Not that weird if I'm going to say this here, but... So what Wyatt is <laughs> saying is, Wyatt, you know, the Heibergs here, they barely have left Regina. Like, these guys are Regina boys. They're from Born, Regina. raised... Yeah. Probably never even left. Helped as far as dig the lake. Exactly. Yeah. yeah 100%. Like, uh, but what's weird about my story, born, raised for a bit here, and then I've actually moved a ton all over Western Canada. Uh, then the outrageous fact of me as an entrepreneur, this kind of like maybe makes who I am as an entrepreneur, but I've been to 19 different schools. One night. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. And like nothing crazy. Like I wasn't like getting kicked out of schools like twice a That's year. That's what you should tell everybody though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if, if any of my principals are listening, um, don't actually tell everyone that's true. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, my journey, my, my stepdad was a journeyman carpenter. And I always kind of said my, my parents have this ADHD, ADD around places, not things and mm -hmm. attention, but like, they just like to explore. And so this whole kind of living through this kind of all over the place kind of childhood really made me realize like, wow, the world's pretty big and it's not just Regina. Yeah. You know, when you've been to 19 different schools, you have 19 different situations and surroundings you have to really acquaint yourself with. And as an entrepreneur, that's basically life. Every day is like a new chapter of learning and being uncomfortable. So, uh, Jeez. so did you, does that include post-secondary? It 19? includes, it includes dropping out of one post-secondary. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so but you were basically moving, like you hardly made it through a single grade without Moving? moving schools the longest i ever was at a school was um, a year and three months Holy and the sense. shortest was three months so you were always the new kid oh like i, I went to one school and someone they, they didn't call me anything different just new kid just new kid Eight months even the teacher <laughs> the teacher came up he's hey new kid and then i said <laughs> yes and he said i don't know your name and i said it's okay i'm moving next it's week. new yeah. kid doesn't matter you're, you're my teacher and he said but I've only ever known you as new kid. And that was the point I realized, like, that's fine. I'm the new kid. That's my identity. That's, that's <laughs> who I am. <laughs> that's amazing. So is there so, any places that like stick out? Like, I, you know, 
my favorites. Uh, I lived in Golden, BC. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. Just, just outside of Golden, BC in a place called Nicholson. So um, my childhood was, was incredible because I have all these crazy opportunities. And yeah. we lived uh, up the switchback on top of where like Nicholson, the town was. So we're like in this 12 acre lot in Golden, BC a child's dream. I was like 14 at the time. And what I would do to go and like visit with my friends in the winter is I would just strap into a snowboard and snowboard down the oh, mountain so to Nicholson cool. to hang with my so friends. Cool. And then my parents would just pick me up at the end of the day to take me, take me back home. Like as a kid to strap on a snowboard, to go visit your friends and snowboard like 15 minutes down a mountain yeah. to go and see them. That's like, God, it doesn't get any better than that. So like, a, that's a, my number one. It's a bullshit story <laughs> when he gets older and tells his grandkids. You know the whole story? Like, yeah. I, went, I walked uphill both. <laughs> He's like, I snowboarded down and got a ride back. It was really right, rough. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to think, Grandpa, no. Yeah. They picked you up? <laughs> they picked you, you up. rides? <laughs> awesome. So, and then, so Golden stuck out? Yeah, mm -hmm. Golden stuck out. That, that was, that was uh, pretty, I mean, pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Like the one where I'm, like I wouldn't say the, like my least favorite, but the weirdest one, uh, Hazenmore, Saskatchewan. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. No? I know where Hazenmore is. Wow, incredible. Not many people do. Um, population, what, 50. 50. Median average age, 80. Um, uh, might be more than that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, pretty small. That it's was very it. small. Hazenmore Couldn't do it. Super small. That was a little too small. Population for changes every day. Exactly. It's smaller by one. It gets like, smaller. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. And you guys grew up, in, in Regina, Regina always yeah to give you, you to give you guys yeah. on, to give you context bait like to contrast myself from Josh's I didn't go to Cornwall until I was in grade 12 what I, yeah I barely left the south end what this is a mic drama you're like a south you're like holy what is yeah. that definitely not north of Dudney um, um, so far, far south under like as south as you can south of 25th Oh yeah, yeah. Like like South, <laughs> like you know where the Ring Road in South Regina starts to curve up. Yeah, um, like at the flat. Part. You just lived there. <laughs> <laughs> it was warmer there by a few degrees. It was warmer. Than, it's always yeah. yeah. I was afraid. We yeah. called it destination living, but whatever you want. <laughs> so, did you and your brothers get along? Do you have brothers or brother? Just one. Just one. Yeah. And so, do you guys? Did you guys get along? Was this oh, whole yeah. like getting in business together something you thought you'd do growing up? Kind of. Uh, when we were kids, actually, what I wanted to do was uh, start a zoo with him because there wasn't one here, and I liked animals. But then, no. You should have done that. Yeah. Yeah. No. The zoos are As so a guy with three kids, no, like you could have helped me a lot more with the zoo than <laughs> in this political climate. I don't know if that would be Maybe a not, good call. Yeah. <laughs> Although the Tiger King thing was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. People want to check out zoos again, but or uh, maybe they don't. I don't know. <laughs> but the, th the thought of being in business with him for was around for a long time. Cool. But it was never like a set in stone, like one day it was just going to happen. And so you've been doing videos for a long time. Did you guys ever consider anything else other than like content creation, video type stuff? Like we want to do business together. Did you consider anything else or was it just, no, like, just do it? No, it was, it was like, Hey, we're both really interested in this and we both really enjoy it. And then Zach really didn't want to work for a company. He wanted his own name on things. So next feasible step. It was just sort of called Tandem Zach. Tandem. <laughs> <laughs> Tandem Z. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Um, so what about working together now, you guys? Do you yeah. find like, Josh, you're, do you, is there any ever times that you feel kind of like on the outside because the other guys are brothers or is there this like blood conflict there sometimes where 
you are kind of the guy yeah. that people look to be like to kind of break I would, the ice with. I would say that this this partnership is the most Saskatchewan partnership you'll ever come up across. Like we sat around the table and said, how do we do this? Like how do we and we're just like evenly, let's do it fair. Let's just figure it out. Let's just be nice, polite, and respect each other. That's it. And like, so that, that's, that's really the end of it. Like there's no more, there's no tension. There's no conflict. There's no like, what? Oh, Zach is mad at Wyatt. Right. Yeah. That's no, what I'm no, wondering, right? None of that. Like, I mean, you don't so, have to break up fights or anything. Nothing like okay, that. Okay. So, and, and to put this even into a different perspective, they live together. So they run a business together. They live together. Um, grew up together. Grew up, oh, I don't, grew up together. In the South End. In the South End. <laughs> did not leave. Uh, but like there was, there's never conflicts. There's never tension. And we're just kind of just trying to do cool shit all the time. And when, yeah. you, when you do that, it kind of removes that like animosity and tension mm. of like, oh, we have to keep like, no, no, we're just cool dudes trying to do cool stuff together. And like the open communication is the best part. Like, yeah, there's, there's the brothers, but I would consider us all kind of the brotherhood now after a year, at least we're, we're finally, you know, cutting our hands. And you made it. And yeah. <laughs> You're one of us now. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys have any morning routines you stick to? Is everybody? Yeah. I, um, I, every morning I wake up and drink a nice big glass of water and then I do some exercises. So I work out every morning. What kind of, like, are you like intense stuff or like yoga stuff or? Well, pre COVID it was going to the gym and doing weightlifting about six times a week. And then uh, just doing some like home exercises on my one day off. <laughs> and um, then COVID canceled all the gyms. So I just started doing home exercises and just dumbbell only stuff. Stuck with it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So you get up, drink a big glass of water, have a workout, head to the office. Yeah. That kind of it. Yeah. Yourself, Josh? Wish I had like this, like, yeah, starts at four, uh, get up. No. Um, I usually get up at like seven and I, I'm a pretty quick, like get up and go. I don't like to like lay and slumber around. Like I want to go, yeah. go start my day. So I usually just like get up, shower and just put clothes on the sprint out the door, go to the office. Like that's, that's it. Nothing else. Just work. What about your steaming? I really enjoy a nice steam in the morning. Steam? That's a, a steam. Steam like, what? Explain. Yourself? <laughs> yes. Like the whole body. Like you're, you know? In the shower? Yeah. Like so, so at, our current, at, at our current studio, we have, a, we have a steam shower. So I like to go in steam in the morning because it gives you time to like take a nice breath and like there's no like anyone else. It's just you. You're steaming. You in the steam. You in the steam. <laughs> raises. Hanging the, out. Raises the self. What are you going to do when you move to your new place? That's it's game over. That's this the question. Yeah, like part of your routine. Audio, it's like going to get a steam shower. And I'm slowly just going to go down. <laughs> that's that. it. Remember all that like smooth sailing, no animosity <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. It's just about to go back. Josh Lodish <laughs> lost his steam shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, who's the guy? What's the book? Uh, Jocko, the Marine dude. Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. That one. Yeah. The whole like getting up at 4 a.m. thing. Yeah. Those guys are crazy. Those guys are nuts. Like they're like, ah, oh, bang, make your bed. It's the first accomplishment of the day. Yeah. Get going. Punch somebody in the face. It's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. We, we all collectively here could write that book. Let's agree to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But how many people do you think follow through with that every single day? Oh, it's, they don't. Right. And that's why we asked the question. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. this whole thing out there. Like we said this almost every episode now. This like when you listen to entrepreneurs, you're listening to the ones that have like done it the best and like yeah. talk about it the most. And it's yeah. like those mm -hmm. guys aren't going to tell you like, yeah, I kind of hit the snooze button three times. <laughs> They're not going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Right. And so there's always, they've always got these like super strict routines and you read these things where it's like the most successful entrepreneurs wake up early. And it's yeah. like, Oh shoot, I should wake up early. What are they doing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't do that. No, it's kids the, and I don't, don't want to get up thing. there. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, you went to 
university somewhere and then dropped out, you said? Yeah, so my, my education story, and I, I fully believe in education before we start this. Like, I think it's a good thing to go. And that's the last question. You've, uh... Okay, that's it. <laughs> podcast done. Cut no, that yeah, Cut it out. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to, right out of, uh, right out of high school, went to SIAS business. Yep. You know, I was 19. Vodka was my best friend. I was working at jump.ca. I was earning what you'd consider at that point, like good cash. Why do I need to go to school? Especially for 19, right? Especially for 19. All oh, the vodka you can drink. All the vodka <laughs> I drink. Uh, all the vodka he drank. Oh, and I drank, yeah. That's why I can't use as many hand sanitizers now. It's just PTSD every oh, yeah. yeah. to the store. Uh, no, so I went to SIAS, did that for like three quarters of one semester and like finished three classes, barely made it by, dropped out. No, nah, I don't want to do this. And then, okay, eventually worked myself back and was like, you got to get an education. So I went to U of R. About a year later, was going to go into like computer science slash business mm -hmm. slash like something like that. Um, and it occurred to me that I did not want to be there when I would just show up to the lectures with Skittles uh, and just watch YouTube videos in the back of the class. Yeah. His, his YouTube videos? Hit, why it's um, on why repeat. It's failed. Like, <laughs> failed 100,000 views were him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you get to a million, shot. Wyatt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, I realized like I don't want this. Like I don't want to go and earn an education. I want to see if I can try to do this without even getting an education. What if I just mentored my way through this? Because every time I would hear a lecture or something, it'd be mm -hmm. like, uh, look at this and here's the way this works. And it almost felt like a mentorship opportunity each lecture. So yeah. if you scrap the whole $700 a class and the whole, you know, $40,000 in debt, where would that get me? So I just immediately went to jump.ca and said, Hey, I want to mentor someone just I'll work for free. Just like, let me go one day a week and just learn. And that was, that was it. Like that was, that's my education. I've just latched onto mentors and people that I idolize that I can learn something from. And I think I'm pretty much done my MBA in business at this point. <laughs> awesome. So did you do that? Did they take you on and say like, oh, and yeah, not yeah. pay you? Yeah. So I'd work uh, six days a week. One was completely for free. And I, I would kind of go around the company and I did one where I would kind of um, like the tech guy, I would follow him around and like work on that stuff. And it really showed what I wanted to do and what I did not want to do. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't want to be an accountant. Not at all. I like tech, but like not enough to want to do that. I like sales. And then eventually I got into the corporate account position and like, I just enjoyed that and I got offered a job and then the rest is history. Um, so I think that really made me the person I am today is that like latching on to learning from people as opposed to going to a class and writing a test about it. Yeah, you. that's kind of the story that a lot of people um, tell now that, that don't like the idea of going to school, that don't, you know, whether it's Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody else who's just like, school's not, you know, like you can learn everything for free now. You don't need to go to yeah. school or whatever. Yeah. They tell you to do that. Go mentor, go find, and it's, to be honest, I think it's probably a much more accurate reflection of what's out there. Like you're saying, you got to kind of try everything and see everything for real though. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not out of a textbook and a guy saying mm -hmm. like, that sounds I know like fun, right? Yeah. I spent a third of my life at school at university. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, school coming, yeah. Coming out of it to getting a marketing degree, thinking that that's what I want to do. And then, you know, kind of eventually getting to what kind of what I thought marketing was going to be eventually got there. But I know that at SASTEL, a lot of their, their summer students or their, or their um, whatever program that is, their co-op students that would come yeah. on, would be working towards like a marketing degree. They'd end up in the marketing department and they would end up doing shit that they probably did not continue with marketing after that. Right. <laughs> like you never get placed into what you think marketing is. No. And even the whole, like even I think the education 
doesn't give you a real idea of what an actual marketing job is. Cause mm-hmm. it kind of teach you it all holistically. And it's like, it's doing all this. And then you get into a corporate job and you're like, Oh, I only get to do like one of the nine things that marketing is. Mm-hmm. And right. it's the crappy one. Cause I'm the first yeah. guy, like, you know what I mean? You're at the bottom. So it's, yeah. So you don't yeah, really ever get to experience it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I like the, I like that you actually went the other way and, and yeah. explored it for real. Yeah. So how, how hard was it to do that? Like the first, like, Hey, mentor me. It's um, conversation hard. Yeah. Really. Cause y- you have to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and say, I don't know. And, and not many people want to say that. And yeah. that's like a very, I, I'm the first to say, I don't know how to do this. Please, please help me. Can you, can you show me the way? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the first kind of couple conversations I had with mentors and, and people that like, you know, I, my, one of my first major big business mentor was uh, Mark Stefan. Uh, so he's, he works at RBC Dominion Services. He's like one of the most remarkable men I've ever met in my life. Um, and he just sat me down and he was like, let's just learn together. And that was it. That's when I realized like I'm in my safe place. When you can find someone that has your best interest Mm -hmm. and wants to make sure you're propelling yourself forward, that's the mentor. And then the nervousness of, okay, this guy, I have to really say, I don't know to this person. It became a level of comfortability to the one person I could go to and say, I don't know, please help me. Um, So at first it was scary, but once you got over that hurdle of, this person's not gonna take me for the vulnerable person I am, but Mm -hmm. amplify the good parts about me and then help me fix the bad parts, mentorship is the way to go. Like it is, yeah. it is the way to learn for sure. That's who cool. did you, just for some shout outs, and just out of my own curiosity, if I know yeah. them, who did you mentor under when you were there? Was there like multiple people or? Yeah, so when I was at jump.ca, uh, Berju Patel was the major person to kind of mentored under. That was at tech space. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Everly, he was my corporate sales manager at jump. Um, those were the two kind of key people that I really latched onto and learned a ton from. Like Nathan, I would attribute all of my weird sales quirky little like tricks. Like, oh yeah, let's go for a little tour around the neighborhood write business names down let's cold call them like cool that's awesome but what i do now is business uh, google maps even better <laughs> get the car even smarter um but you know a few of those people just they're they're they made me the person i am today do you still keep in touch a little bit not a ton not as much because like when you start to go into that business world of like oh god i have to work 60 hours this week you kind of lose touch on that yeah. uh, but i usually kind of a, a beer here and there a, a wave uh, when i see them so uh, a little bit Cool. To answer your question. So two years ago, you guys decided to start this tandem X thing. I guess you guys, you came in later. Did you guys, was this, I assume this was just kind of like bootstrapped. You just kind of decided to start it. Was it out of your house? Did you look for an office right away? How, tell me about how that started once you made the decision to start it. Like you got the paperwork done and then what? Yeah. So right when we started, um, it was all out of our house. It was, we didn't need a studio space. We would just, we had our editing PCs, we had our computers, all there, our equipment, everything. Um, so the way we got work was we just went and approached people and said, Hey, can we just do a video for you? We'll do a 30 second video for free for your social media. And then they were like, okay, you can come in and do that. Like no problem. We're like, yeah, cool. So we just showed up and would do videos. And then some of them would be like, that was incredible. Can you come back? And then that's where we just got our first clients. So like the first video we did as Tandem X was the um, Avenue grand opening video, like the restaurant oh, downtown. Cool. Cause we just reached out awesome. and we're like, Hey, can we just do a video for you? Cause you guys are new and yeah. probably need something. And they're like, yeah, come in. And then we did. And then, yeah. But then I uh, just continued doing that and uh, reach out to more businesses and more businesses. And then um, started building our client base. How did you, how are you, how are you paying your bills during this period of doing free work? Were you still um, living at home? Were you? We had like no bills. Side jobs? Just, just like living at home, yeah. Um, some money saved up, just burning through our savings and just making stuff happen. So yeah. 
is going it's out. mostly, so what Wyatt isn't telling you is uh, him and his brother are some of the most frugal people I've ever met <laughs> in my life. Um, I've seen Wyatt eat the same breakfast for like eight months before I was like, are you sure you don't want to eat, eat anything else? <laughs> you sure this is the only breakfast I've you want to eat? I've got some ho-hos in the steamer. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I would say that they're the early part of tandem and the success is that later they were just frugal guys. Like they just, no bills is a very accurate statement of, yeah, they own their cars. They paid a little bit in rent. They shared a little, a little space together. Like and that was it. So yeah. True stars. Easy. Yeah. Did you have anybody in your life that was trying to advise you away from working for free? That was like, you're worth something charged. Like there's, was there anybody um, kind of saying you're doing it wrong? No. Cause I knew I was doing it right. Um, no, there's nobody around saying like, why are you doing work for free? Cause we, we only did it for like a few months until a point where like, okay, we had some returning clients and mm -hmm. there was stuff like bills coming or uh, payments coming in so that we didn't really need to just do free work all the time anymore. But no, everyone that we talked to about it, they were like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Get your foot in the door and yep. build a, build your client base up. So what about your parents or family? Were they supportive of this little venture? You guys going into business together doing your own thing? Was anybody like go to school and do like, yeah, whatever. No, everyone was super supportive. Like awesome. parents, they were very supportive. Um, nice. They would always ask me growing up, like, oh, are you going to go to university? I'm like, no. Like, why would I go to more school? Like, <laughs> I don't like it now, yeah. mom. Like, <laughs> I was always like, what on earth? Why would I do that? So like coming out of high school, I went and worked construction for two years. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I kind of want to make more money. So I was mm -hmm. like, next best thing, drilling rig. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went on a drilling rig for two years as well. And then um, during my time on a drilling rig, on, my, on the drilling rig, um, my morning routine was listening to a podcast, marketing podcast, make my, make my lunch and get up super early, make my lunch and then drive to work. And I did that every day. And then after work, I go to the gym, which is wild now that I think about it. But, um, <laughs> it was 12 hour days. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was listening to marketing podcasts and then I was like, oh, like this makes sense. Like this is what I like doing. And also at the time, like I was just building social accounts just for fun. And um, so I was like, hey, this makes sense. This is what I want to do is like marketing stuff. Yeah. And then um, after cool. the rigs, I went, I quit the rigs and then I went to uh, SIAST for uh, the business certificate program and in Moose Jaw. I did that for a semester, was really good at accounting for some reason. And uh, <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is not for me. I don't want to do this anymore. Like same thing with Josh. Like it was like uh, school, like it's holding me back from like starting a business. I was just so right. itchy. I just wanted to get out and do something so bad. So I dropped out and then um, he's like, this shit's easy. I've got a little bit of revenue and no expenses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is easy. What's so hard guys? Yeah, right. Right. Just, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, just make it happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you got through that. You guys start this business. When did you, when did you feel that you needed to move to more space yeah. and why, what, what drove that? So, because now you're taking on expense. So and the, you don't like those yeah, things. So that pivotal moment or the time and opportunity is Josh uses often um, is Zach and I were chatting with his old employer and he said, Zach, come back, work for me again. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to uh, buy into you guys and give you a little bit of cash. And like, I want to be part of this. So we're like, oh, maybe this is something we should look into. And then the ne very next day, Josh goes, hey, I'm available. Um... <laughs> I might be like looking for work and we're like, Oh, well there's this weird opportunity, Josh, where you could just come work with us at tandem. And he's like, okay. And so we just got investment dollars and brought Josh in and then got a new space 
we moved in the office with the um, that investor, Zach's previous employer. So we just wow. so it just kind of like all lined up and like the stars aligned and we yeah. Perfect. Were, you weren't necessarily looking for money for investors at that point. Yeah, just kind of like it just came to us. Somebody else Jeez. came to you. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Cinderella story. Cinderella yeah. story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. to answer your question, I think when we knew that we were gonna sprint instead of jog, I think that was when we knew we needed like the office and the studio and the yeah. space is. Right. It's, it was super cool to like go over to the high, we called it the hybrid headquarters because that's <laughs> like, we would just go sit around the table and like, yeah. that's where we work. Um, that, that doesn't breed productivity all the time when you're walking into these dudes house when they're making breakfast in the morning. Like, yeah. you know, there's difference between going to your friend's houses and going to the office. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the pivotal, like, yeah, we need to level this up a little you bit. You feel like that was holding you back with some clientele? I mean, like when you say, hey, can we meet? And they're like, oh, at your office? And you're like, Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my office. That was the moment where we're like, yeah, we need an office. We need a boardroom or something to meet yeah. somebody where we're not like, can you come to the Heiberg's house and I'll make coffee and yeah. lunch if you want to. We got some good It'd food. be really cozy. <laughs> yeah, we'll play some rock band. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you um did you fake it till you made it kind of thing? Or like were you telling people like, oh yeah, no, like did you kind of keep the fact that you were operating at your kitchen table a secret a little bit? Not that you were lying, but you just yeah. kind of like be quiet about the fact that you were this little tiny operation. I don't, don't think we did. Not a ton, but like as, as the business guy, I kind of like, oh yeah, let's go meet at the Starbucks. And like, I wouldn't even offer to come to our office. Right, exactly. It was just, right. don't show them that we're only working on a kitchen table. Yeah. But the thing that is remarkable about that is it didn't actually affect the quality of content what we could do, the ability mm-hmm. to produce the actual applications uh, or amplifications of the brands we're working with, it was the same work. Yep. It was just a bit of a different flow and feeling of that business. It's a meeting in a boardroom and, oh, these guys are legit. Instead of like, well, we're at Starbucks. That's not too weird, but like, where do these guys live? Or where do these guys go to, to mm-hmm. work? Yeah. No, we never got that question, but I knew it was a matter of time before someone would go. Someone was going to be like, yeah. Can I come to your office? Uh, no. no. Actually, I need to see your office. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you want. Still, still under renovation. Yeah. Shh. Why it's still uh. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but we're going to have to keep it down a little bit. <laughs> the boys are up late editing. Yeah. You have a, when you guys started, did you uh, have a business plan or did you just like go for it. The business plan was offer free videos to people. And that that was it. Build it up. Well, yeah. I mean, it worked. Yeah. I mean, like to date, we still haven't written a business plan. To date, nothing. No. Like we have, we have some documents with some smart ideas in it, um, but nothing I'd say like, hey, this is what we're doing. Right. Because I feel like with social, like that's, that's the weird thing about our industry is you can't write a plan longer than six months yeah. because like, mm. hey, Facebook changed the algorithm. We can no longer produce videos for Facebook. Oh, like if that were to ever happen, it'd be a weird little review of the business plan going, remember like six months ago and we said this would be the best uh, like idea ever? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Exactly. I'm finding like more and more, not just from this podcast, but from the community of entrepreneurs that I've met, like business plans are more rare than you might think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and so, But if you go look at, if you go to school or if you read like how to start a business, it's always like point number one, right? It's always like, yeah. you have to have a business plan. Yeah. So what about when the investor came in? Was he curious? Did he ask that question? Or was this relationship tight enough that he's like, I don't need a plan. I know what you guys are doing. The relationship was pretty tight. So Zach worked with him for about a year and um, loved him. So he was quite upset when Zach was like, I want to go do my own thing. 
So he he was just coming back like I just want you around at, right. like right there. Wow. So, so he didn't really care. Yeah, he had questions like so like what are you guys like what are you trying to go for? What are you working towards? Where do you want to be? Obviously, yeah, he had those questions and we needed to answer them. But um, yeah, overall, it was just like a very tight knit relationship. So cool. We did a business plan, Wade and I, for, or wait, I did for this business. <laughs> Sorry, Wade. Only because when we were first part, talking about starting it, we were going to go talk to potential investors. And I was like, this is going to be something they're going to need to see, not knowing yeah. us or what we're doing. And even this concept of the store is a little bit different than what was here. Yep. So we had made one for that purpose. And then, like, we never ever ended up actually showing it to anybody. And then I just kind of sat right. there for us to look back and be like, yeah. oh, look how right we were on this. Yep. Oh, we were way off on this, right? Or something like that. And like, we don't update it now, but it's neat that it's there. <laughs> so I've B- written business, one. Business plans are for investors and banks. Right, That's exactly. like, yeah. mm-hmm. when, you, when you go to your grandma for some cash to like start a business, she's not going to grill you on your like, the return she's going to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's not going to be like, what's your SWOT analysis? It's <laughs> not a conversation with most starting of like going to your family for a bit of cash Friends to start a family. business. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're going to a bank, bring a business plan. Yeah. It'll be the most awkward. If probably not, five minutes of your life because they'll kick you out after that. Right. <laughs> and it may like, they of course want to see the numbers and stuff too, but I think the whole idea of a business plan is just to make sure that somebody's actually thought through things and yeah, has right. a direction that they're heading. Not necessarily that you've done a formal boilerplate type business yeah, plan, yeah. whatever, right? They just want to mm-hmm. make sure that like you're serious, right? And you spend some time on this. You get it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. You put in that effort, right? Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you guys have, so in your short two year history, anything that's come up that's made you guys think like, shoot, like maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Like any roadblocks where you're like, uh, this Maybe this isn't for me. COVID was definitely the biggest. COVID, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the biggest roadblock that we've seen. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Like, Completely so, shut us down. Like, yeah. Everything we had built was just gone overnight. And is that because all your clientele yeah. got really tight with their money all of a sudden because of the uncertainty? Yeah. And so nobody was like, can we make a wicked video in the middle of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, okay. not, no one really can. And also, like, the moment we would take that idea and try to execute, like, we, the government says, no, like, you got to stay home. So like, yeah. what do you do besides set, getting someone to film themselves and send it to us? And then it's like this iPhone quality <laughs> edited. With, yeah. It just didn't work. So I, I, that's the only thing. Like we're being in the social world, like we're kind of, I wouldn't say the social world's in the infancy stage because they're pretty elevated now, 2020, like social's everywhere, but it's still evolving. There's no like, you know, it's not like, gasoline cars, right? Like if you're a, if you're making an automaker right now, yeah, probably have some problems, but like social media, I mean, it's growing exponentially. So I yep. think our only whoops was when literally our entire pipeline evaporated in front of us over two days. Like every client called and said, nope, we're out. I was like, so you guys had a bunch of stuff in the works and they just pulled the plug on it. Oh, like, like the week, like week and a half before I I'd signed up like four clients for social media management. And it, we were, we were just going to start offering social media management as a service. We just yep. kind of just did video and photo to begin with. Uh, and I just hired someone yeah, we hired a, like a, a social media manager like that week. Like this, we're talking like March Jeez. 6th. Holy smokes. The next week. Hey, have you heard of this Corona thing? It's not a <laughs> joke anymore. And we're like, Oh, what do you mean? It's not a joke anymore. And then the next week, everything was shut down. The next week we were working at home. Yeah. Like crazy. And yeah. so, so like all that work evaporated. So we had this employee that we actually had to look like one of the hardest things of 2020 is looking this employee in the face and going, I know that we connected last week and this is super exciting, but I have actually no idea how we're going to pay you. 
and that's the. But you can start with cleaning the steam room. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) exactly. But after so what else? Like yeah, like we just said, we have to go our separate ways. Like this is the most awkward start of a job ever. And the the person that we'd had like regrettably, I wish COVID never happened. She was a rock star. Like Mm -hmm. hands down. She's going places. And she would have been a catch for an employee for the, the space that we're in social media. Um, and it was just such like, I'm a big advocate, time and opportunity. And it was the wrong time for the right opportunity. Right. So, um, you know, it's, you live and you learn. I think like after COVID now, like we're about three times up on sales, like life's good. Yeah. yeah. But for about a month, we were the gloom and doom entrepreneurs. Like we're never going to sell anything ever again. That's it. We're going to work at McDonald's. So le- leading up to that, you so Barry is part of your team as well. Yeah. And that's it. There's the three plus yeah. Barry. Yeah. And so, and he was there before COVID. Like yeah. he stuck with you. Yeah. So what did you guys have to do anything to kind of pivot and change what you were doing? So you lose all your clientele. Did you just wait it out or did you, did you, were you forced to kind of figure things out a little bit? Yeah. So we like, we're like, okay, we'll go work from home, which we did. And then we're like, okay, is this going to last a few weeks? Is this going to last? Like, what is this looking like? Mm-hmm. And um, then we just kind of kept working at home and chatting with people and then creating our own content. So we were doing those tandem tips at the time. Right. And we were doing um, quarantine tandem tips just yeah. to kind of stay relevant and like, keep doing something. Um, and then it just eventually like, you know, some things would kind of trickle in and it was just slowly kind of building itself back up until like the government opened the floodgates for us. And there's just like, you guys are packed. Like your weeks are full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like almost like the uh, light switch went off during COVID when it started and everything evaporated. And then it was just turned back on and everything came at once. Yeah. Everyone was trying to get yeah, everything back out yes. there again. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what was cool about like the downtime, um, is we got time to recalibrate. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs have had the opportunity to say now is I've never had three months off ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I've never had three months off ever where everyone else was off as well. So this was a right. new time. There's no um, worry. Yeah. So like we took on a, a project so outrageously crazy. And like, like I said before, we were just photo video and like we did some social stuff. And, but I think what we're really good at is taking these outrageous ideas and executing on them uh, because we hosted a full virtual golf fundraiser. Um, we've never done this before ever. Like, like I'm talking a six hour live stream drone flyovers of this whole virtual golf course. I taught myself how to code, um, to build the website for this virtual golf fundraiser. Like over three days, we raised $36,000 for a community in Saskatchewan. Like, hold on. (laughs) What the hell did you do? (laughs) So explain this to me. Virtual golf. Yeah. So like, so the problem is with the SHA COVID restrictions as of June 5th, when we hosted this golf tournament was you can't have four dudes in a golf cart just trucking around the golf course. Right. So you can have a team of four, but one guy golfs. So you've all, your team of three sitting at home crushing beers, watching your golfer ta- being captured by the Tandem X team live stream. So one guy's actually actually golfing. One guy's golfing. We have a scorecard live. <laughs> so like we're capturing this guy's score, sending it back to the team. We have Slow a full motion replays. All, no, I'm just kidding. We didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, but it was like we had a guy that was like a local like a local MC, but he was like beaking. So he was like from the town. And these are all like homegrown SAS boys. So like, hey, remember when you uh, missed that shot in the, you know, the hockey game and lost it for the town? Your mom remembers. And those are the <laughs> cut downs we'd hear on this like commentary of this golf fundraiser. Um, but yeah, we built a, a golf scorecard online, f- a full silent auction as well. So people were like, we're bidding while we're doing all this broadcasting stuff. 
if you would have asked us in March, like, could you execute on this project? I would have went, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's incredible. But Super cool. We did it. That is very cool. Yeah, we did it. Uh, and what, sorry, what started that then? That, that was your guys' idea that kind of came forward or somebody? Someone like, so from, from one of the free videos they did, and I, I love free. Free is great because free just opens the door. So he he called us and said, you guys did a video for my kid's hockey team last year. Um, can I pitch you an idea? I mean, we haven't worked in three months. We would love to hear it. <laughs> sure. We're ready to hear anything We're a little at this busy, point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we can take this call maybe. Uh, so he said, well, what if we get golfers to go and golf and you guys just capture it and people can sit at home and what if I go to the Saskatchewan government and get this approved? Would you guys do it? Well, at this point, I'm like, if you can get the government to agree to you this, get the cash, yeah, sounds good to yeah. me. Three days later, we're good to go. Wow! Oh shit! Now you have to plan <laughs> it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, many sleepless nights, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was not our idea. But hey, it worked. It's cool. That's All crazy. that matters. <laughs> That's so amazing. It's good to hear businesses that did have that rebound after COVID because there's obviously still a lot of industries that are still struggling their really way through struggling, it. Any, yeah. like social gathering type places obviously are still really yep. at risk right now which is yeah. unfortunate but it's uh, really cool to see that you guys were able to kind of bounce back so that's yep. awesome um day to day you guys all show up at the do y'all sh show up at the same time do you guys write do you carpool your brother my brother and i carpool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep those real costs down you guys <laughs> yeah um well with our current studio it's like we're in this weird transition of like moving studios and it, everything's still kind of packed up from COVID. No one really moved back in. Mm. So we're just waiting for this October 1st date so we can get our new studio space and then right. things are back to normal since gotcha. COVID. <laughs> so um, every once in a while though, we'll um, show up and work at the studio, our current office space. And, um, but normally it's just from home. Gotcha. So, so day to day, when things are normal, like yeah. not whatever, was it, what were, what were kind of like your biggest challenges? Is there, is there a recurring thing that happens daily that you're just like struggle with? Or is it all as like fun and easy going as it sounds? I think, and maybe it's different for yeah. each of you. Mm -hmm. Like from the business side, the biggest, and, and this is, I want I want this to sound nice. Audience, please understand this is a nice <laughs> thing that I'm saying. Um, growth, that's the hardest thing. Like we're just a couple dudes trying to make it. But when the snowball starts rolling, and rolling and rolling and rolling. And then you start to see it getting away from you. It's like, oh shit, I have to run faster. So it's that yeah. awkward dance of like, we can handle the current workload. Oh, three people called us today and we have to hustle. Okay, cool, we can we can handle that. Oh, four more people called. Okay, six people called. Okay, can you guys edit faster? <laughs> um, right. Apparently that's not a question you ask uh, creative people. Like, can you get the job done like half the time? Yeah. It doesn't look that hard. No. <laughs> like, yeah, just I like, saw what you do. Yeah, just like uh, do it better. <laughs> tweak some, uh, just cut the clips and uh, put some songs together and uh, just hit the export button. Yeah, a little bit faster this time. <laughs> yeah. though. that's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. That's just not no, that. No, I not how that works. One hour edits are not a thing. Uh, I challenged the team for a few months until they're like, Josh, this is impossible. Until they did it. Until they did it. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Have you guys revisited the idea of bringing somebody on again then? Yeah. Are you that busy? Now, now we're in that like, yeah. okay, let's let's talk about what that looks like. But right. in the same breath, you know, I would say we're still a little shell-shocked as, as, as the business community. Do we want to? What right. is What is October, November, December, January look like? We have to be a little bit strategic. So I would say, and I'm like the time and opportunity thing, we have the opportunity to find someone. Is it the right time? Mm. And if it's the right time, 
should we be hunting for that opportunity? Who knows what's going to come up in the future? Um, I would say so. So if you're a videographer out there, let me know. Just call me. Uh, <laughs> so the position you had filled before, what was she going to be doing? Social media. Social right, media. Okay. So we just actually brought on a social media manager part-time to manage one of our clients. Uh, and it's, I think it's that slow kind of incremental baby step right. kind mm. of approach of let's not hire someone full-time. Let's hire someone part-time for what we need and then slowly grow into that. So right. we're in that balancing act of we're not drowning yet but I can see the tidal wave coming. Where where do you guys find these people? Not that you've had a bunch of experience yet hiring people, but where are you looking to find the girl you had before or mm -hmm. the person that you just hired part-time? Are these acquaintances that you know, or do you actually like post a job or how do you find mm -hmm. these people? Well, lately it's been just people we've known and then uh, people we've known and like their friends and they oh, cool. refer their friends to us. That's what it's been so far. Yeah. But we are playing around a little bit with some um, job postings too to see what, what that brings up. But. Yeah. And how does it work as far as Who's the boss of the people? Like, yeah. who does Barry report to? Who's the new part-time person? Is there is there confusion sometimes for them because there's yeah. three people that own this thing and they're like, who do I go to kind of thing? Or do you guys have that ironed out? Josh is the big communications guy. He's the one. That you, we we didn't bring him in be just because of his good looks. We brought him <laughs> in. He's good with people and he can talk well. Yeah. So um, he's basically the guy you talk to. Nice. Yes. And then and I I love flat org structures. The whole like come report to me on Friday to tell me what you did this week. Like you, that's gross. Yeah, right. Um, I really enjoy the whole, this is the vision that we're all going to do together. We all agree. Perfect. What is everyone going to do to get there? Right. We all agree. Cool. Let's get to work. That's it. Solid communication. Simple, and the, that's the thing is you hire good people that want to do good things and then the rest is history. Like right. if you find that, and I'm not saying this like, yeah, we've only, it's just the labor pool is all only rock stars. Like there's definitely people there. You have to understand that like, wow, you're not a business owner mindset person. But I think that we look for that specifically. We want, we don't want people that want to like, Hey, I'm going to go work here at Tandem for three months and then bail in my own business. But we want people that think outside the box and crazy enough to really make the business calls for us too. Like mm -hmm. we want to empower the people that we hire just like they're the owners too. So there's no ownership. It's just a couple people just doing cool stuff together. Right. So cool. Um, when you guys, when it's time to make a tough decision and I don't know which, how many of these you've had, do you guys just sit down as a team and figure that out? Or do you have external people you bounce ideas off of to get like a non-biased perspective of things? Yeah. yeah. Or how's well, that look? Normally we, we sit around chat about it if there's something we have to discuss and there is a tough thing we have to figure out. Um, and then if we can't really, if we can't put our finger on it or can't find the solution, we, um, we talk to our investor. So right. the, uh, Zach's previous employer who's been in this industry for a long time and has grown his, their business to, um, something much bigger than ours. We can just reach out and say, Hey, we have a problem or a question. What's up? Cool. Is it, is is it a business we would know? Uh, uh, possibly. Yeah. Studio 10 Productions. Okay. Okay. Uh, downtown yeah. or Johnny. Heard, yeah, yeah. Probably heard about them. Yeah. Uh, and so Zach worked for that company with yeah. that guy yeah. before yeah. he came over. Yeah. Cool. So uh, did that help a lot? The fact that Zach oh. had worked in doing this kind of thing before? Yeah. Was he able to bring a lot of stuff and be like, here's how it's done in this industry? Yeah. 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 And the awesome. bigger picture stuff. Like less the whole, we're a couple dudes with cameras. Let's go capture some stuff. More don't do that because this is the proper way to do it in the production world. Not mm. even like couple creatives trying to do videos for social. Like if we want to do 40, 50, $60,000 shoots, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Right. Um, and I think that's where our attention to quality is, is, you know, Zach was able to participate on shoots that are like, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. 
those don't just get thrown together on a day and just go like, well, we'll figure it out. Like yeah. those are planned, orchestrated. Yeah. And that's where- One hour edits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do this one hour edit thing. <laughs> that's where you drive like true value in the products we develop and like, he really understood the whole industry before, I guess you guys jumped into tandem X visuals as a whole. So yeah, yeah. that had to be incredibly helpful. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's hard for entrepreneurs. Well, maybe I shouldn't call them entrepreneurs. It's hard for people who just have a passion for something to understand the whole picture about running a yep. business too. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can crush videos, but like, what about, yeah, what about, what about the accounting? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what about the accounting? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy who, like, you know, there's a lot of exactly. that other stuff, the other disciplines that you know nothing about. Yep. So it's not that easy to make the jump sometimes for sure. Yeah. Did you have one there, Bryce? Uh, yeah. So do you, do you guys have any like big regrets since you've started? Like, was there anything that you did that you wish you didn't do since you started the company? I think that the thing is no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> um, <laughs> Personally, from my perspective, no. Um, and not to like just shut the question down and not give you an answer, but but no, I, I would but no. I would, I would say that we're, we've taken some good steps and like we've learned a few lessons, but they haven't been anything we've looked back and went, oh my god, how did we end up in that right? position? Exactly. Because um, I think like the whole open communication between us, like we have a meeting every day. 30 minutes, chat about things, how are things going, what clients, like just mm -hmm. chat about it. And the whole open communication is key because there's no awkward surprises of like, hey, Josh, you haven't told me about the video we're shooting today. Like right. that sort of stuff. It's like, hey, a client called me yesterday. We have to talk now because we're going to have to shoot the video tomorrow. Right. So open communication allowed us to like dodge around the whole like, oh, I regret that entire situation. Um, but no, I, I don't think so. Nothing great. No, um, nothing I can think of at all. How do you guys stay focused on task? This is probably the biggest thing I struggle with. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do because you are getting yeah. pulled in so many directions and because everybody wants to talk to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you guys are a smaller team, but you still got a lot of clients that would be like calling me like, I want to talk to Josh now. How do you get stuff done? What's your, your strategy to getting things done and kind of managing your time and your people so that you're not just like, Man, I felt so busy today, but I got yeah. nothing done. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. It's how everything can subscribe how to it that. gets done. Yeah. Coffee and Google calendars. Yeah. We're pretty like we we use Monday as our project management software. Okay. Pretty good for keeping things on the ball there. Mm -hmm. Um, but like we we have enough people to delegate enough tasks out so it's not like, wow, Josh feels like he's getting pulled in 17 different directions. Josh uh, Myself, I probably shouldn't take myself in third person. <laughs> Josh likes to do things. Um, I maintain almost 90% of the client communications. So if, if you're going to talk to someone at Tandem, you go through me and then I filter that to the correct party right. to make sure that Zach isn't like going on sales calls while he's trying to be doing an edit. Like, so we're pretty siloed in the sense of what we're doing within the organization. But then we specialize in those spaces that like, if I ever need to know anything about like subscriptions for some of the editing software, Zach, what is it? He knows it right away. Right. Um, so we're all specialized and we can just ask each other, like, how is that project going? Because I just handed it off and that's it. So I think Monday, uh, Monday has actually helped. Mm, it helps. Monday.com. Monday.com. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and do you get this episode sponsored by? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you guys, do you schedule yourself time for tasks? Do you say like for this hour a day, I'm going to do email and then I'm not going to touch email for the rest of the day because it's too much of a distraction or do you just see it as it comes? 
I guess depending for me, I'm a huge fan of routines and like daily things yeah. like the same breakfast every day. I wake up, do exercises every day. What's I just your breakfast. Uh, well at the time I was making like <laughs> breakfast wraps. So it was like eggs and quinoa and avocado. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. And then I just stopped for some reason, but I loved I get bullied. <laughs> it's because Josh bullied. Yeah. <laughs> price, of, price of quinoa spiked. <laughs> like, but no, I'm a big fan of routine. So like doing like, so when I first get to work and I go on, go on my computer, I go, okay, like what are my social media stuff that I have to like schedule? And I go through all of that and it's like, okay, what about my emails? Okay. Let me check my, my uh, actual like schedule today. Like what's happening with the projects. And it's like, okay, now I can start working on it and then kind of head down. And then maybe I'll check back later to see like, if I'm in a conversation with a client or, or something like that, I can just go back and look and say, okay, they did reply to me and they do want this change now or something like that. And then right. I can kind of keep up to date. So you guys sound like you work a lot. A little bit. So how do you like balance like the work life with the personal life yeah. for your, I guess you work, I guess you live at home with your business partner. <laughs> yeah. So not much of a uh, personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I think like when you do things you enjoy, yeah, your hobbies are then, you know, things that generate you revenue and money. Um, then it's less like, how do you find the balance between two? And it's, how do you find the balance between like, no, we got to eat dinner and all that stuff. Just the general life things, but general life, you know, you know <laughs> instead of like going to play games after work or, or go hang out with some buddies or something, I go and hang out with my buddies and do work or I just mm -hmm. do cool stuff. And like in the space we're in, when you're talking about viral videos and you're watching YouTube videos to get ideas for like a client, like, the only difference is we're, we're getting money for that right. instead of just sitting around watching videos with our buds. Like right. that's, that's really it. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not the best with the whole work life balance. Cause I just like the work I do. And then it just kind of encompasses my yeah. whole life. And like me, even after work, I'll go out and do take photos with friends. Like, okay. I'll right. just do like, edit photos all day. And then I was like, okay, let's go shoot photos with friends. It's for something else. Something just for fun. And same with Zach, like on a weekend, he'll be like, oh, I'm just going to go make myself a video. So, so you guys, I'm getting this vibe. You guys don't have kids. Yeah. No. And no significant <laughs> others. I have a significant other bless her. Cause she's a project manager and she works pretty hefty as well. So it's the nice little combination. Um, but, uh, yeah, no hard responsibilities. Like the, the biggest thing in my life is I have a cats and cats are they not responsibilities. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just leave them alone. Yeah. Right. yeah. Bryce yeah. is like, let me teach you about, <laughs> about responsibilities. Well, the cat, the, the cat's cats not the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys, so you're moving. That's awesome. Yeah. That's you your next big move. Broke that yes. when we come in the next big move. Is that a question? Oh, that's oh, a question. That. <laughs> but for the business, not physically moving. I mean, this is a big move for the business. You're expanding. Yeah. You're, you're going to be able to do more production in house yeah. now, yeah. which is cool. Not yeah. more doing in-house, but like physically in yes. your studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the business as a whole? What's, where are we going here? Is it your desire to grow to a larger firm? Do you want to keep it small and manageable like it is now? Or what's, what's the plan? Well, for this year, for sure, it's going to um, continue to grow in Regina and um, pick away at it and just make some impactful stuff as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And then I think long-term vision, it's going to be Western Canada, kind of Regina, wow. take a jump to Vancouver a little bit, see what we can do there. Again, uh, piggyback with our partnership. They have a studio space in Vancouver and they, uh, they're set up there. So it would be an easy little uh, jump for us. Like Studio 10 yeah. mm -hmm. does? Okay. Yeah. 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 So it would be a nice little easy transition for us or an ease into that world to kind of test right. the waters. So I think that would be like the next big feasible thing for us to do and then just kind of uh, 
yeah, take on big, big projects and work with really big clients. That's kind of the, the goal. Do you guys work together quite a bit too? Like the studio 10 subcontract, do you guys do yeah. the same things? Like yeah. you help yeah, each other out quite frequently. Way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's nice to have that. They're doing the big boy shoots that we can just go and see, wow, this is what it looks like when you plan more than a week. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, do you know, you can rent a train, a full train, a train train, <laughs> choo choo, like a big train, like a big train. Like a, you can rent one of those. You know that? I didn't. So do you, how do you find out you can rent one? Studio 10 Productions. <laughs> like one of the shoots they did this summer. Not who I would have called. Yeah, I would, that would have been, my, I would have been like, <laughs> CP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, like, yeah. There there was just the train. How'd you get the train? Oh, we rented it. From yeah, Where does the from, rented train from, come from? from? It's not like sitting well, in someone's from, yard. From Enterprise, they'll pick you up. No way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's going to be like Enterprise has trains. <laughs> Don't you know about the app Truber? It's yeah. like you, you order trains. I am <laughs> never renting a car again. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So awesome. Okay. So the plan for going to Vancouver, have you thought like, is this a near term, near term thing that you guys have thought about? Like who's going there? Are we going to have to be there a bunch? Like yeah. how do we manage this second location? Do we have to hire something? Yeah. I, I think incremental steps of just like securing the client base that we'd have there. And like the good thing about our industry is we're not, uh, you know, we're not selling deck boards. We don't have to like physically hand a board to someone and go, that's your product. Yeah. Someone can just ship footage to us and we can edit it here. So mm -hmm. for work, we can just send Zach and Wyatt down to a shoot in Vancouver, shoot for three days, fly back, right. edit. So we can do that to kind of get our feet wet and kind of slowly approach that market. But the goal eventually is to have a nice studio there. I'm guessing Zach would probably eventually move to Vancouver because there's that bigger production. Def definitely want to keep the roots in Regina here, but I think eventually the team will feel like it splits a bit, but mm. I think that we will manage that pretty efficiently. And I does think it make you nervous having to think about like traveling outside of South Regina? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su I'm like, surprised yeah. you got here. <laughs> <laughs> where is this place? NOD. No, 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 no. So <laughs> I, I drove. Don't tell Wyatt where we are at right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you blindfolded him. <laughs> yeah. Put your headphones on. Just like relax. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the dog when he's like, "Where are we going? Is this yeah. the park?" No, Wyatt. We haven't left the second <laughs> yet. <laughs> what, what are we waiting for? Why have we been sitting here for 13 minutes? It's just we're just waiting to get through the border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to North Regina. The NOD we have to clearance. <laughs> Uh, so, um, that's kind of like your short term stuff yep. going back to like your COVID, yeah. like when that happened, did you guys ever think about like, well, what if it's over? What do we, what do we do if it's over? Like, where are we going to, what's our next chapter? Start another uh, business. Start another business. Like, what would that business be? So, so we, we haven't told this cause we wanted to keep the topic on Tandem X, but, uh, Wyatt and I own another business. Oh, crazy. Whoa. Silence, okay. right? So no. we own another business. And so during this the, changed during the pandemic, <laughs> stop uh, record, stop record again. <laughs> next episode, <laughs> two out of one. Yeah, yeah let's one. do it. Um, so we, Wyatt kind of pitched this idea in like 2017 to me. What if we can just make shopping local better? Oh yeah. Okay. And I was like, nah, I'm not in. I'm, I'm, I was working on deliver at the time. And like, that's a startup on its own. Like, yeah. Oh, too much. So then I left deliver and he was like, I want you on board with we, we a shopping local thing. So he had this whole idea pitched out and I was like, I get it. Cool. I like it. At that point it was called Venn district. So we kind of trudged along with Venn district for about a year and a half, went through the cultivator start program, really got into the whole, like understanding the tech space of a startup mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit. 
And like we, we took Van District and just backburnered it. Cause like we're starting Tanamax and like that took all of our attention and you can't start two businesses at one time. You can start one business, work on it, build it, and then go to another, but you can't start two. It's just literally virtually impossible. Yeah. Um, so during the pandemic, we had like a, probably a month off. And so we built the website. Uh, we renamed Venn District to Shop Local Sask. Uh, so shoplocalsask.ca. And it is a marketplace for exclusively local small businesses to put all their products collectively together in a centralized marketplace to hopefully entice more local shopping. Because the problems with local shopping is, well, I don't know what deck boards are here until I come here, I go to your website. Well, if you don't have a website, I actually physically have to come to the store to see what you have. And then that barrier to entry is so high when you can just go to Walmart and just see all the deck boards in the world. The problem is the corporate onslaught of, you know, just destroying small business is not stopping or slowing down. So we took the month or month and a half in the pandemic to say, what happens if this doesn't actually make it out? Like what happens if Tandem doesn't come back? Yeah. Shop local sass. You're Shop on your own sass. White road. We got plan B over here. And you do your own, whatever. Uh, where did the original name come from? Venn District. Uh, vendor saw. and then district. I see. So like yeah. local vendor basically. Is what gotcha. Combined. Okay. Yeah. And why the name change? Just to make uh, it sound marketing. more local? Marketing. Marketing. So, uh, and yes, to make it sound more local. Yeah. And like when you think of shopping local in Saskatchewan, you inherently are using our name. Uh, so it's, it's such a good ability for marketability. Like yeah. Yeah. We're, we're ranked like one of the first search results in shopping local in Saskatchewan. We haven't even tried. Like Google's just like, yeah. you're probably called that. So people are searching for you. Um, so we actually secured every domain across the country, shop local, Alberta, Manitoba, the whole thing. Oh, so nice. the goal is shop local Canada across the board, but shopping local. When you say it's local, when you say, but it's from Canada, Hoorah, we got moose and beavers and stuff. But like, there's not that true, like, this is for my neighborhood. I get it. This yeah. is local for me. When you draw that kind of box around the province, that's when you start to see like the actual full local grasp onto that. Yes, I want to support that because it's mine. This is mm. my backyard. These are yeah. my people. So that's why the name changed. We went like Canada's too big. Let's kind of bring it down to a province mm -hmm. and then kind of segregate it out per province. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's. So what's uh, like the business? Like, how do you get money from this? Yeah, uh, it's extremely hard. Marketplaces. Like, yeah, because it's like the, it's a it's a local marketplace. These people yeah. don't have money for a website. Exactly. I would say that they don't have the money or the expert or they, they don't have the expertise for a website. Mm -hmm. They have the money. Like Shopify is thirty bucks a month, super yeah. cheap to run a bit online business. But to get that set up and orchestrated and like everything. It is exhausting. And like yeah. you, you'd pay tens of thousands of dollars to get this custom developed by like an agency or something. But with Shop Local Sask, you fill out a form, you upload your products, you put the stock in there, and people from across Saskatchewan are shopping for your products. So it's like right. a no brainer to just curate your products into a marketplace where other people are also looking for local things. You're gonna get discovered. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the easy that's, that's the, easy. the that's the hard part for them, right? Yeah. Like it's it's easy to pay for a Shopify thing and like get your way through it and launch a website. It's like finding the marketplace for yeah. it, but you guys have created the marketplace. Yeah, It's not exactly. different than like Etsy it's or what something. It like yeah, that, yeah right? it's Etsy, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but the true kind of thing about how we're, I'm gonna sp spill the beans here. Now we actually wrote spill a business plan. Spill the beans. We wrote, wrote a you business plan. You did write a business plan. We did for this one. Yes. Because investors <laughs> are involved. Um, so <laughs> the, the key to earning money in a marketplace is understanding that you can't sell anything besides value. So yeah. if we're competing with Amazon, they, they lose billions a year on Prime membership just because they want to lose money to eventually get the end consumer to buy everything from Amazon. 
So you can't sell anything. Yeah. <laughs> don't you? Oh. Don't you hate that it works though? Mm. Oh, it works. Like Prime, they lose tons of money on that, but people order it all the time. I got so mad at myself yesterday. And my, sorry, not to cut you, not to Let her remember your story here, but yeah. my wife was like, she questioned. So we have our Amazon Prime account and she had noticed that I forgot about that. I bought a virtual reality headset, the Quest 2. That's yeah. coming I, like, pre, I bought it and it hasn't shipped it. She's like, what's that headset that you bought? And she's like, that's a lot of money. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I bought that. And I was like, but hey, let's not start counting who's buying what on Shopify. I was like, because there's a lot of stuff going on there. So then to prove my point, I went into our, our like Amazon orders or whatever. And I'm just like, Ugh. lists. Ugh. Oh, super. Look long. at all the stuff Why? you bought. Am I buying all this stuff from, right? yep. it's, just, yep. it's so bad. But the, like with Shop Local, the idea is if you're looking for a shovel, there might be a guy that makes, makes that in Moosha locally, mm -hmm. a locally made shovel. Why can't you be just have that as a discoverable product to buy from and have the same feeling as Amazon where it yeah. just gets shipped to you yeah. locally? Like it's a no brainer. And then mm -hmm. the more money we can circulate in a local economy, the faster the local economy turns, which means there's more productivity, which means yep. inherently we're a better society together. I'm a, I mean, here I am preaching the shop local, but yeah. uh, um, to answer your question, like how we earn money, uh, subscriptions, so like a bit of money for so like, you're like a small subscription, small subscription, a little bit of commission, uh, but also helping businesses grow. Like a Tanamex Visuals, the beautiful combination between a marketing company and a marketplace is small businesses don't understand how to market themselves. Mm -hmm. We can give them a little of a, a hand in growing their business outside of the platform by just telling them how to market their business better. Right. So we can provide value, allow their business to grow more, and then we're not billing people for like, oh, it was, you know, you wanted to see your analytics and data this month? Well, it's $100 extra to see that. Right, exactly. No, no, no. It was maybe we produce a video together or do a little product photo shoot or mm -hmm. help you with your logo package and stuff like that. So we can inherently help small businesses grow beyond the garage kind of candle starting of their business to the retail store, from the retail store to two locations in Saskatchewan and grow further by just being on Shop Local Sask and kind of at, you know, working with us directly on how to market their business better. Right. Um, so that's how we make money is like, helping small businesses grow beyond just the marketplace and be able to actually compete with Walmarts mm -hmm. and yeah. Amazons and all I'm that. I'm curious about this a little bit. So I'm going to go further into this path a little bit, but legit, the logistics side of this whole thing, do you envision this operating? Like, are you guys going to be involved in logistics or is this the whole fulfillment process is that each vendor themselves is going to determine that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And then do you worry, how do you control? Because the reason people shop on Amazon is because it's quick and easy and it yep. shows up tomorrow yep. or in two days, right? Yep. How are you going what's the plan to control these independents and their tardiness with getting their orders shipped on time and yeah. like recreate that same yeah. feeling self-fulfilling? Like it's the same argument that if a customer walks into your store, you're not just going to go, Hey, and that's it. You want to service your customer and these are still their customers. And that's, that's the key thing is we're not going to get fulfillment warehouses and house all their products and keep them away from yeah. their businesses. When you order a product from shop local Sask, the vendor is going to his shelf, pulling an item off, yeah. putting it in a box, shipping it out like he would have normally got an e-commerce order. Right. Or if they select local pickup, you, the customer gets to go into the business and go, hey, Bill, nice to see you. I, mm -hmm. I got this, this shovel here. Thank you so much. So instead of it being like a marketplace, I like to describe it as like a sales channel because it's just another avenue for customers to work directly with a small business. So if businesses aren't being fast enough or they're not caring for their customers, well, inherently they're just a bad small business. We can't help that. And they'll get yep. kicked off the platform just saying like, well, you don't care. About so does it, have, does it have, does it have, 
Yeah. Is this, this is up and running? Oh, running right now. Yeah. Oh, running. Do you yeah. have store like ratings that people can see, like just so it doesn't kind of tarnish your own brand? If somebody takes three weeks to send yeah. something, they can see like, oh, this store is only rated 3.5 and they always ship stuff late. Yeah. So it's we them, not you. We of? don't have anything outbound, like anything like for the store of like, oh, that's a one star store. Like, because ideally if it's less than five store, five stars, why are you trying to be here? And right. that's the, that's the cool thing about shopping local is the best businesses will float to the top in this yeah. kind of local space. Um, and I don't think that it would be good for our customers to like start ripping apart small businesses on the platform mm -hmm. because we're trying to create that connection, that warm feeling to that small business. Um, but we have like internal metrics that we monitor to make sure, hey, this order actually hasn't left yet. It's been two days. Call the guy. Like, hey, right. what's going on here? And the goal is eventually that's going to be all automated. Um, so then we don't have to like get on the phone and be like, hey, Bill, ship the shovel, man. Like, ship the shovel, man. Get it out the door, dude. <laughs> this is a customer. They bought your product. Hey, Bill, um, have you shipped your pants yet? <laughs> is that oh, Kmart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is yeah. that? Target? So yeah. Target. Such yeah. a good commercial. I ship my drawers. Yeah. Awesome. Now, so to get back to Tanmex, because yes. that sounds super exciting too. Yes. They might have to come back later and do podcast. A, just a, podcast too. Yeah. Another one. I love it. That, but um, did you, do you guys have a end goal or a, like an exit strategy or like a kind of like a goal that you set yourself for Tandemex where it's like, that's what we're shooting towards, whether it's like a revenue target mm -hmm. 10 years down the road or an exit or something. Is that on your mind or are you just yeah. living it day by day right now? I don't know. Why. Kind of, kind of day by day, but we do have big wants and dreams big of dreams, um, yeah. working with like large companies. So like somebody like Red Bull, you know, that's great. Yeah. Some fun content with a big company like that, where like budgets almost unlimited, mm -hmm. and like you can still use their social media accounts and gets like a hundred million views on mm -hmm. YouTube. Like that you can, kind of stuff is you can rent a train. We exactly. can definitely rent a few trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of stuff is what we are aiming towards. Like. Let's aim for those big clients. Yeah. Let's work towards that, yeah. and then um, see where, see where we can go from there. Yeah, I think we're just we're, you know we're, we're baby face rookies right now. We're just yeah. the young dudes. And I, I don't. I think the goal is to grow to a point where we have like teams that, and we're we're causing more of an impact in different centers, and we kind of lose the control over the creative. Like that's 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 my goal. If I can start seeing that's a cool ad, and they go, we did it. What? that's cool. Like yeah. I want our team to grow to that point where we're just producing so much for so many brands and businesses yeah. that we kind of lose track of like all the work that we're really doing. Cause we just have that many people working on it. Um, that's, that's as the business guy, that, that's, that's my goal is to like lose track on lose control, lose control <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> have you, you mentioned before, like when you're younger, why your goal was to have a video that hit a million views and you did that. Have you, done it again has tandem created content maybe not a million but like has it something that's gone viral and like kind of achieved that same sense of like yeah nailed it kind of thing yes i've done multiple actually so um for youtube though just the one just the one on youtube and then i was kind of like okay whatever i'm i'll move on to bigger and better things so i i started focusing on facebook a lot uh back in 2013 i created a facebook page called meanwhile in saskatchewan Right now I've got 120,000 followers on the page and it's like a Saskatchewan audience. Um, and I got to really know my audience really well because I was nurturing it every day. I was doing this through construction, through the drilling rig. I was just constantly on it. It was like my baby. I was just giving mm -hmm. people what they want to see. And uh, I got to learn really quick that you give people what you want to see on social media and they take it and they run with it and it, they'll explode it for you. Uh, you take care of the people in the room is the... Um, is what we'd like to say. Yeah. Um, so I would create videos for them on Facebook 
And like I would, they would get like 600,000 views, 700,000 views, 500,000 views. And then um, Zach and I started working with Justin and Greg. If you remember them, they did uh, the Justin, the Justin and Greg show. Justin and Greg show, yeah. Greg is why I now have a quest too. Oh. The story behind this, but anyways, perfect. continue. Okay, perfect. So, you may have seen some of the videos that we've done for them. So the um, the big one that we did was uh, rural Uber back in was it 2017? Now 2017, yeah. 2018, I think. 2018, 2018. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at the time in Regina and Saskatchewan, they were talking about bringing Uber into the province, and I thought it'd be funny to kind of um, take that hot topic that it was on everybody's mind. It was on the news. Everyone was talking about it and put a Saskatchewan twist on it for my audience. And uh, Justin and Greg was the, they were the perfect duo to uh, play the parts for this video. So Zach, he shoots the video. So we went up to Justin and Greg, like we were, were friends with them already. And we're like, Hey guys, we have an idea for a video. Do you want to be part of it? And they're like, absolutely. Like we're, we're down for everything. So, um, what we did was we, um, took a tractor and we had Justin, well, we had Justin and Greg standing on the side of a grid road in the middle of a field or in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, um, they ordered an Uber and it was a tractor that showed up and picked them up and then just drove off. Slowly drove off. Yeah. <laughs> but that video had 13 million views on Facebook. Holy smokes. So it, was a big hit. And yeah, at the uh, time that came out, I had no idea that you guys were behind. Yeah. I didn't know who was on the other side of that camera, right? Yeah. It's just like Justin and Greg took all the fame for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was but, also my Facebook page too. So we, right, I shared okay. it on my Facebook page and Justin and Greg's page. So we like cross posted it. So it was the same video, just on two different pages. My initial audience gave it that bump for the algorithm to be like, hey, people will actually like this. But because it's a Saskatchewan page, it was like limited to Saskatchewan and like right. it, didn't, it didn't travel too far. Like, yes, Alberta a little bit, Manitoba a bit, but their page, because they were popular in the US, Justin and Greg, it exploded in the US and it like took oh. over Texas, which Jeez. was very strange. Right. Super wow. Cool. Yeah. Texas so, thinks they're big. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and this video was like, they were, they filmed it, edited it and was distributed like four hours in that same day. And then actually the same, same day. day. So Zach was editing it on his laptop as we were driving back to the city because we were at like a farm and he was editing on his laptop. We're driving back to the city. We met at a coffee shop and then we're all on fire. We're like, this is so fun. Like that was awesome. It's going to turn out great. And we're like, what's next? I'm like, guys, Jimmy Fallon, he's a very popular right now on in Regina because of the uh, experience Regina thing. Come on, all these ideas were yours. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> so we're like, so we like, sorry, Justin and Greg. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we learned. Yeah. The um, the reason they're not they don't do their thing anymore is because Wyatt cut them off. Yeah. He's exactly. like, That's it. We have to. Uh, the year of free videos are over. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So like the next thing was like, well, just um, Jimmy Fallon's a hot topic. We should make some content. We're like sitting there, we're like, okay let's do something, but what should we do? And I was like, well, let's just tour them around Regina as a, uh, let's get a cardboard cutout and tour them around Regina. And they're like, yes, we have to do that. So we called up, um, like sleek printing, I believe. And they, yeah. like, how quickly can you get us a life-size cutout of Jimmy Fallon? They're like two hours. Perfect. Amazing. So that same day we did another video. Holy smokes. Touring Jimmy <laughs> Fallon around Regina, edited it that day, pumped it out. And now it's like 350,000 views right now. So like we're like watching these videos explode and we're just having the time of our lives. So that was that was some of the videos we've done. Yeah, that is awesome. Love it. Super cool. Yeah. So I'll tell you the story why I have a quest now because when Greg first bought his first Oculus Quest, right? Um, we were out one night and he's telling me all about it. He's like, "It's so amazing, dude! You got to try this. You got to get one." And I'm like, "Dude, it's like 550 bucks, and I don't." Yeah. Like, I don't, I feel like it's probably not as cool as you're saying it is. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, it totally is. You should, you should get one. And I was like, okay, well I'll consider it. And then, so nothing for a while. Then about 
two weeks ago, yeah, Greg two weeks posts ago. on Facebook, he's selling his Oculus Quest. And so I sent him a message right away. I was like, hey, what happened? Did like the did the novelty wear off that like you're selling? He's like, no, dude, there's another one coming out. I bought the new one. And I was like, okay, it's validated now. <laughs> it was cool enough for him to see it through and buy the next one. I'll now buy it. So yeah. like, by the end of the 10-minute conversation. You had bought one on Amazon. I had bought one. <laughs> and 10 minutes prior, I had kind of forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, now I have an Oculus Quest. Um, yes. I want to move into some like fun advice questions. Cool. Uh, what kind of books or podcasts do you guys listen to or, and would recommend to people? Mm-hmm. Um, story brand story brand. by Don Miller is uh, for a podcast. That's my, that's it's your go-to. It's like my religion at this point. How I built this by Guy Raz is mm-hmm. my number one podcast. You said that just like he says it. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that sounded like it was a clip from the podcast. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I'm actually Guy Ross. Your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then someone I watch on YouTube quite regularly is Matt Diavella. He's like a productivity guy. He's he's a filmmaker. He built or he um, directed the um, documentary The Minim- Minimalism. Mm. Um, and like, he's just a really good guy to listen to. He's got great advice. He's very well spoken. Yep. And and the things he puts on YouTube are like cinematic journeys like yeah. it's 10 minutes of like a productivity tip but you, you're it's like probably 150 shots for a 10 minute clip like it he puts so much effort into the content he produces but the quality of content what you learn from it matt diavello on youtube that's uh cool. that's my recommendation that's, one I, that's the big one I that's the other two i don't know that one so let's check that out yeah, another yeah. one uh kerwin ray oh Australia. yeah yeah i know Kerwin ray. ray he um actually his um ex-wife is from saskatoon so he Sometimes is in Saskatoon. Really? Yeah, I was, I was following him in like 2019, 2018, and he's like posting photos of like, because normally he's in Australia, so he's like posting photos of sunny beaches and stuff. But he posted one photo of this like house with like a park and like wintry kind of like gray brown. I'm like, this looks like here. So I was so, super <laughs> confused. And then I go to his stories and he's like, walking around Saskatoon. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this guy's like, yeah, right. He's right there. Door. What is going on? Get him on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> he was there for Christmas. So it's coming up. Oh, okay. So See? Yeah. But cool. you had said his ex-wife. He, at the time it was his ex-wife as well, but he goes, that's, this is like, this is support, like people who give advice. So okay. relationships, he's good with his, he's good with this like point in his life with his ex-wife and it's his first kid, right? Oh, gotcha. So his kid Makes wants sense. to see her family. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. He goes with them for support. So cool. That's super he's cool. A, he's a good boy. Do you guys ever find yourselves in a funk, like mentally and, or burning out and need to do, and there's, is there something you do to bring yourself out of that? I steam. You steam, yeah. You're not going to steam for long, though, it sounds like. My life's over. Like, that's it. There's not <laughs> this, like, nice. productivity all-time Going back low. to jump.ca. Yeah, that's it. Corporate <laughs> jobs, here we go. Um, I like to talk through my problems with, like, the many mentors that I've, like, found myself in acquaintance with. Um, so usually when I'm, like, down and out, it's just a call to say, I need a beer or a coffee. I just need to talk. And I just, like, word vomit. Blah. And by the time I get through the end of it, it usually isn't a like, here's the advice I'd give you. It's usually, I get it. And I just needed to like vocalize it yeah, with yeah. someone mm-hmm. that was willing to listen. Um, so I, yeah, I, I steam is how I usually get through like big problems, which 
find a gym somewhere where I can <laughs> get a steam room or something, or just like go and buy a little thing and put it in my backyard. And it's just like just my a little, bunch of kettles like, around you. Kettles, <laughs> light them up. Kettle in the closet. You'll, yeah. you'll find me in the bathroom with the shower cranked the full way for three hours. Yeah. The towels or stuff under the door <laughs> exactly. and everything. Yeah. yeah. My water bill is going to be outrageous after this. Um, but nothing for me, like, like besides the steam and talking through my problems, that's okay. how I get through my funks. But cool. yeah, for me, it's, I usually talk to my mom. Actually, I work through a lot of problems with my mom, call her and run ideas past her. And she's nice. usually like, Oh, maybe don't, or maybe yeah. don't, <laughs> but then the same thing, like you just talk about it and you're yeah. like, yeah. actually like get out of your head and you're like, okay, that was actually a stupid idea. I don't know why I would even think of that. Um, and then just like, for me, like doing the dishes and like doing just stuff like that with nothing on, just like regular in work, sitting in, mm, yeah. Yeah. sitting in silence, just like I'll just lay there for a minute, just thinking about it and kind of those things will help me. How, how deep or dark did it get for you during the COVID thing there? Like we, are you guys the type of people that can see the positive of everything and be like, well, if this doesn't work out, it's okay. I'll get something else. Or were you like stressing out hard at that time and be like, this is, sh- I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, it was because it was such an unknown that like, we're like, what happens in a pandemic? Like, does it get worse than this? Is this mm-hmm. where the peak? Like how long are we going to be shut down? Mm-hmm. What should I start doing? Like, can I start planning? So we had no idea. There was just way too many unknowns. Like Josh can go to his mentors and be like, what happens in a pandemic? You're going to be like, I don't know. I wasn't around then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Spanish flu. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right about it. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like we just didn't really know what to do. So it, there was a lot of like kind of anxiety around that. Like, okay. Like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. there's too many unknowns that it was, it was stressful. I'm a, I'm a big softy and I'm willing to admit when I cry, uh, I, you know, as a man, I can cry and weep and hollow. Um, and there was like a night where I just weeped and cried and cried and cried because it wasn't that my business was failing. Mm-hmm. It was that mine and my friends and my families and my communities and like, I just saw that. And I remember looking at uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, and saying the socioeconomical and economical problems that are about to come are absolutely unknown. And I don't like that. And she went, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just looking so deep into it because I knew that businesses were shutting down. And the first milestone for me was, hey, did you hear the NHL cancel their season? Um, what? (laughs) That's never happened before. Nope. And that's when I realized like, if the NHL wasn't safe, all these large organizations aren't safe. There's no way in hell these small businesses are safe. And I knew that there would be friends and family that I'd probably never see again in the business world. And that to me, like crushed me. Mm -hmm. It like devastated me because I love small business. Like the vibrancy of just talking with other entrepreneurs. Like when you walk into the Italian star deli and Carlo looks at you and he just gives you that smile and that wave, you're just like, I know why I'm here. And when we lose small business, we lose that. Mm -hmm. And I knew, that's what that pandemic brought. Yep. The uncertainty, I don't know how to what extent, but I knew that was coming. Yep. So I was feeling pretty down and out, but I, I took one night, weeped, you know, watched Got a few uh, rom-coms and just cried my life away. And What's then, your, what, what was the, what was the rom-com that pulled you out of your funk? Um, I love 50 first dates. That's your, that's your, mine's, mine's a ghost girlfriend's past. Really? Yeah. I'm a Matthew McConaughey fan. I mean, I don't think good. I've seen that one. We have to look this up. I didn't, I, wa- no, I don't want to, Bryce, I don't want to discredit you, but I watched that with my mom quite a few years ago, but great show. It's a great show. <laughs> great show. It's a great show. great show. It's like the Christmas Carol. Yeah. And 
But with dates. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with tubs of ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the NHL because I remember you saying it triggered mm-hmm. me, my memory. I was talking with uh, one of our contractors at shops here, actually, yeah. I think kind of earlier in the day that the day that the NBA shut their season down. Right. And we were kind of going back and forth. And, I'm, and I remember not really understanding it either yet and mm-hmm. what it all meant. And I was like, I don't know. It's like, who knows? It might be overblown. He's like, it's for sure nothing. Like all these other doctors are saying it's nothing. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And then like that night, get home and sit down. It's like the NBA's canceled their season. I'm like, holy shit. Whoa. Text him. I was like, dude, do you just hear the NBA cancel? Like, yeah. you don't just cancel your season for nothing of millions right. exactly. because maybe, because maybe yes. this is bad, right? Like, yeah. And so that was a moment where I was like, shit. Yep. And I'll tell you in this business here where you book over the winter, you book like in the millions of dollars, yeah. commit yourself to paying for millions of dollars of product. And then to have that happen and then go, Whoa, what are we going to do now? Do we need this stuff? Do we want this stuff? Do we cancel this stuff? Like yeah. there was a solid three days. Cause then I started to get in my head, my wife and my kids had actually gone down to the family farm. Yeah. Um, like right when the, it started hitting the media. And so they had gone down there and then as this was unraveling, we're like, I don't, I don't know if you should come back mm-hmm. right now. Like you're, you're down yeah. in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, you're yeah. safe as safe can be. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell's all going mm-hmm. on here. Like there's four more new cases today. And and so they ended up staying down there for like extended. They were going down for four days. They stayed for three weeks, just trying yeah. to like figure it out. Yeah. We were in the middle of building the store out in, in March yeah. anyway. So I was just like throwing myself into the work. But then, then we started getting our own heads about like, well, in a normal year, sales should be, they should be starting to happen now. Where, where's yep. this? Where's the sales? Why is nobody mm-hmm. coming in here? And then you get in your own head. And it's like, yeah. at the same time, the weather was absolute shitty. Like yeah. <laughs> even on a normal year, it probably wasn't going to be, but you're in your head going like, it's because of this. Yes. Like what if nobody builds a deck this year? Yeah. What if we get stuck with all this inventory? We've moved, we've opened these stores, like super stressed out. And yeah. I spent like, I think probably three days in a row while my family's at the farm, waking up in the morning, grab my phone, looking for COVID counts. Oh. What happened today? Oh, those are the worst. Getting yeah. myself, like I started my day off putting myself into a stressful yep. situation every morning, coming to work and be like, Oh my God, wait, like the numbers double today. It's whatever. Right. And yep. then being like, we're effed. Oh yeah. Like we're screwed. That's it. Start. And then the real kicker was we had, we had an order of uh, a, a decking product that we exclusively have the rights to here. And we had a lumberyard in Alberta and Calgary that was going to buy it through us. Yeah. A full truck of it. And so it was like, it was $130,000 order that would have mm-hmm. went through in spring. It was like, we were yeah. like right Ooh. on. They called in on the Monday after Calgary got shut down. They're like, we have to cancel that order. And that was, that was my like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what if it, look, what if every, should we be doing this? And it yeah. was just like instant stress for like three solid days. I oh. had myself super freaked out. Yep. And then thankfully this is where having a partner is good sometimes. Cause during those three days, Wade was kind of on the thing. Like, no man, we'll figure it out. Like it'll come back. Like yeah, we're, yeah. it's going to be good and everything. And then I made a conscious effort to be like, no more phone. No more yeah. news first thing in the morning. Get to work and figure this thing out. Yep. Something will happen. Then Wade went off the deep end. So that <laughs> <laughs> like balancing each other out. But thankfully, like everybody kind of, yeah. not everybody, but like we got through it and things yep. ended up happening. But man, like I, yeah. to your point, like since I quit my job at Sastel five years ago, yep. now not once have I been freaked out that this wasn't working mm-hmm. or that we were going to like, it was not going to work until that. that week. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can make it out of this. Yeah. And what was cool, and I made a few of the calls of like, I'm never, we're never going to do videos ever again. <laughs> that's it. It's not happening. We're that's done. That's it. Throw it, throw in the cameras, boys. We're done. Like that, that's it. Yeah. And then the responses were, are you fucking crazy? Mm. Why? And then, so 
you know, I walked into Tangerine, uh, the cafe, like super close to my house. Uh, and I looked at Amy, the owner of Tangerine Cafe. And I said like, we're done. That's it. We're out. No more. And I was like gloom and doom, like just, oh, this, we're never going to do a video again. And she looked at me and said, there's no use wasting a good pandemic. Wow. That was the most pivotal moment of the entire summer. That was the line. That was it. Because to the same note of you just went, no, no, I got this. That was the, maybe we can do a virtual golf fundraiser and kick some ass and take some names in this pandemic. What happens if we think a little bit differently? What happens if we really look at the pandemic as an opportunity, as opposed to something that's negative and gonna mm -hmm. hinder us as a business? Let's go kick some ass. So I appreciate Amy and like what she had said to me, cause that, that was that grounding moment of, no, the glass is half full, mm -hmm. not half empty. Yeah, that's right. So amazing. Uh, go Amy. Awesome. <laughs> local supporting local, right? Absolutely. Um, we got a few fun questions at the end here. We'll throw at you guys just to dig into your personalities a little bit more. Uh, do either of you have some sort of unusual habit that you think other people would find weird or that you hear from each other or Zach that's like, dude, why do you, that, that bugs me that you do that every day. Like, do you have something like that? Um, Wyatt's egg wraps really bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we We're heard fine. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. My breakfast. Um, Why does this bother you so much? I, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a weird little tweak that I have or a habit, I guess you could say, is growing up, I always would just like to soothe myself and like get rid of stress would just be like kind of pet my eyebrow or eyelashes. Your, uh, just your eyelashes though? For whatever reason, it was just so soothing. And like still to this day, I'll find myself just like randomly just like, like not a full eye rub, but just like a, just yeah, like a just tickling like your own eye. Josh has seen it. Like, yep. I gave and him a warning. It. I'm like, you might see me do this sometimes. Like, he's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or like now that I have like facial hair and I've gotten older, I keep it kind of long just so I don't have to always touch my eyelashes. I can mm. just go to my beard. Now you're getting into the wise old man beard strokes. Yeah, all yeah. like nonstop. And just, I should just sit there like this. Like every every, every meeting we think he has a great idea, but he's just like brushing his beard. <laughs> Why? What, Hold what on, Wyatt's got? got something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no, no, nothing. No, Sorry. Nothing. No, I'm actually pretty blank right now. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like Good you're really deal. smart. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Do that in meetings with clients more often. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't worry about him. He's just brewing up something special. He actually He's got talks after the meeting. Yeah. After you guys <laughs> leave is when he talks. Yeah. Uh, everything. Hilarious. How about you, Josh? I don't know. I don't have any weird quirks. I don't think like nothing that your girlfriend even points out is like, not really that's a weird thing no, that you're doing. Like, he doesn't like a lot of food. Oh, that's it. So there's food things. Sour cream. Adios, fam. That's it. Like sour cream and I. What? Like villains. Ask him about like whipped cream. Oh, nope. Is it just cream based products? So I have a texture problem. So like putting yogurts, all that stuff. No, thanks. But the, the sour cream comes from a story. So when I was five, we went to Bonanza. Remember that? Yeah, we I remember Bonanza. Bonanza I remember thing. Bonanza. Oh, yeah, the, the salad bar. Yeah. Um, so a naive little five-year-old, I was, uh, my aunt said, I'm gonna go make you an ice cream. Oh. <gasps> it's a foreshadow here. Bum, bum, bum. So there I was sitting there just as the naive little five-year-old that I was, and I had a Sunday dropped off in front of me. I'm like, oh, Bonanza and a Sunday? Please, this is living the life. So there I was with the biggest spoonful in the world, chocolate sauce on top, sprinkles, everything. Wow. A whole gamut, not even vanilla ice cream. We're talking like dressed up Sunday. Everything but the cherry on top. And I took the biggest spoonful and I just, 
That's it. <laughs> and I like I probably looked like what you'd imagine like a ghost or a ghoul would look like. Like I just my both my arms went up and I was like, ah. and then <laughs> sour creams like because like you you imagine ice cream and it's sour. Right. It's the odd like yeah. so. I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but dick move, Aunt Karen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dick move. Oh man. You ruined somebody she, forever. Like to this day, she she's she's like, ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, you have no idea what that caused in my life. Like when when I go to like taco time, and I, I can get through the sour cream there, and the burrito, taco time. I was going to say, has this ruined sour cream like on things like as a like condiment? Pierogies, pierogies, pierogies. Just give me a pierogi. That's, it. that's like blasphemy. Oh, you need to have sour cream on a pierogi. PTSD childhood experience. That's uh, so foods. Foods, I just don't. Anything with the pudding texture, you said. Kinda. Uh, yeah, I hate it. It's but just. But you can still oh, have ice cream, though. Ice cream's okay when it's like cold. Oh, yeah, you can't have it if it's like milk. Like, I, I speed run ice creams. I just go, 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 go as fast as possible. Uh, and when I was 16, you know, like the relationships, you're like, we're going to get married. Never. Yeah. Uh, the girlfriend at 16 years old, uh, she would microwave her ice cream. Oh, why? Thank you. That's, that's horrible. She that's worse confused. than sour cream. They dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah. Thinking it that relationship. Out. I'm not lying. I'm not saying that that was the exact Psychopath. reason. Was that the one moment? month later? Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Who microwaves ice cream? Yeah. Why are you microwaving? Josh, you've been really close off the... lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know why. Yeah, your habits. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend like you don't know. So weird, quirky things is food for me. Food. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Consistencies. Uh, if you guys could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, mm -hmm. what would it say? I've actually thought about this before. This is a this is but not my question. <laughs> this is a Tim Ferriss question. This is um, two two sayings. If I could uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and don't chase the money, chase the dream. Very cool. Um, Mine would be have a photo of Shia LaBeouf and then it just says, "Don't let your memes be memes. Don't, don't let your dreams, dreams be don't dreams." Your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be something like a meme. <laughs> I like Wyatt's. Mean. If I have to choose, I'm going to pick Wyatt's. Yeah, me too. Didn't know this is a competition. It's a competition <laughs> yeah. now. Well, I want to change mine. We've never had two guests on the show before, so. I'm going to keep asking this question until I get a good story out of this. Oh, okay. Have either of you ever done a float, a float session? No. No. But I want to. It's like a, yeah, I, yeah, I would do it for sure. But I, no. I would too, but I, I haven't. Okay. Um, You're I the only one that's done one. Well, didn't Sean say oh, Sean or somebody did. else had? Oh, Adam did one. Adam did it? Yeah. Yeah, I like try it. I, for me, like, and I wasn't sure if like somebody like you guys yeah, or yeah. especially you, because your mind goes so yeah. much or like if you would enjoy it or not. Cause it, oh, yeah. Oh, man, it drove me crazy. Really? Yeah. My wife booked it for me because she's like, you need to go chill the fuck. You need, <laughs> <to chill out. laughs> you need to go float. Yeah. You need to like. You need to turn it off for a minute. You need. You need the version of a coffin that's not you being dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Close the top and just yeah. take a little nap. Yeah, and so <laughs> I thought it sounded great, and I was like, I was super curious about them. Heard great things. Uh, I think it was a seventy-five minute session she had booked me. So I go through this thing, and the guy's like, in a perfect world, like don't use the music, don't use the lights, just go in there and just zone out, like. Yep zero sensitive like senses right and so i was like okay cool so got in and within like a few minutes i was like nope gotta get gotta get something playing and just like put some music mm -hmm. on so i put some spa music on just like no words just like ah, yeah. spa yeah, stuff yeah, right yeah, yeah. laid in there 
I think I made it about 45 or 50 minutes. I had to get out of there. I had to. I was going, mm. all it was doing was giving me time to think, yep. right? Because mm. there was no distractions. And it was just like in my head, I was like thinking about all this stuff I need to do at work mm. and all these things I could be doing. And I was like, why am I in here? I could be doing these things right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started to get super fidgety. And I was like, yep. I can't, I can't do this for 75 minutes. 45 minutes, if I do it again, I think I could do. Yeah. But the guy also told me before I went in, he's like, Listen, the first time can be hard. You're yeah. not used to this. You don't know how to shut your yeah. brain down. Like yeah. you're just whatever, right? And so I, but I never went back. I was like two years ago. <laughs> so I need to go back. Cause I think if I could get there, it would be super yeah. enjoyable. I've talked to other friends who've been like, it was amazing for me, man. I, yeah. I like zoned out. I had like an out of body experience. I was like looking mm-hmm. at myself and I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. Didn't get there. Yeah, wow. super that was after legalization it. though, right? Like, oh, right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Get a little crazy. But yeah. uh, like, I, I feel like the exact same thing how I steam. Like I, I don't have yeah. my phone in there. Yeah. It's usually like 30 minutes in the steam, just like, yep. but that gives me time just to, I really can't stop. That's my problem. Yep. I can't like detach. Yeah. So when I go into a steam or like presumably soon to be a float, cause I don't have access to a steam room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I enjoy that disconnect, but it, t- it took probably two or three weeks to get your brain to a point where like, you're okay with not doing mm-hmm. because yep. you want to just like, you get agitated. I want to go, 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 go. Yeah. But that was your time to go. Yeah. It doesn't matter if that's a priority right now, because this is the time that you need to figure things out. Right. Mm-hmm. Change the whole perspective. I'm so bad that I listened to Gary Vee in the shower. Like I have a shower speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I get in the shower, it's like podcast on, boop, in the shower. I was like, I don't want to waste this time. Yeah. Don't <laughs> waste this time. <laughs> like, just, I got 10 minutes. I could be learning something. Yeah, not allowed to relax. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Final question. Do you guys have any childhood toys that you remember being like your favorite? And this is actually super topical because I was at Costco yesterday and they had pound puppies. Pound puppies. Do you remember pound puppies? I don't remember pound puppies. Okay. I bought, I'm sorry. I bought each of my little guys, like the one-year-old and the three-year-old, a pound puppy yesterday. They were just like little, like, I don't know, miniature dash on looking yeah. little stuffed animals oh, okay. that you'd name and like they have a little adoption certificate and interesting. No, okay. I don't remember. Anyways, do you guys have toys from your childhood that you like shaped your life? Um, I, I like Tonka trucks growing up. Tonka trucks. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, come over someday. I got lots of my house now. <laughs> I've got a sandbox, Wyatt. You can just let loose. Perfect. That'll be your float <laughs> session. <laughs> That's my. I um. I think my toy really built resilience as the person I am today, and the story is quite humorous. And in the nineties. Toys were different is how I'd start the story. Toys were I different. had a, uh, I had a toy. It was an Ernie doll. Remember Bert and Ernie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was a somersault Ernie. So he would do somersaults. So he was just super top heavy. And cool. then he would just yeah. do a somersault. Cool. Like as a kid doing somersaults, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I figured out that you can somersault fast down the stairs with Ernie. So I would just go as a little four-year-old, five-year-old boy, play with my somersault Ernie at the top of the stairs. Just, um, so <laughs> it was cool when Ernie would go down the stairs and boom, yeah. boom, 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 and I'd run down the stairs. Ah, this is so much fun. I'd run up the stairs again and catapult Ernie down the stairs again <laughs> um, until I became Ernie. <laughs> yeah. And you went down the and stairs. I, but I, I would just get up, go back to the top of the stairs and run it back again. And I, I would probably fall once every play session. Boom, 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 boom. Ah, freak out a little bit. Then I get back up, dust myself off. Okay, back to the top of the stairs with Ernie. So I think that really prepared me for the whole like getting the living shit kicked out of me day, oh, over, yeah. day over day as an entrepreneur. Were these accidents? Like you fell or you meant to like, you're like, you looks like fun, I'm gonna try oh, this. It was accident. Like Always a, an accident. Like a, yeah, I'm, I'm very clumsy. Like 
bad death perception, then cue the glasses. Like sometimes I'll just walk into a, like clip a wall and just boom. <laughs> oh, who put that there? <laughs> Awkward. Uh, so it was purely accident. I would just fall down the stairs at least once a play session. So probably once a day I'd fall down the stairs. Um, but no broken bones. Hey, uh, taught me about resilience and taking a punch. There you go. And not playing at the top of the stairs. Don't play at the top of the stairs. Don't do that either. Kids. Have you guys seen that video of that dog that like- Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The dog like runs away and then comes back, hear the claws. Oh, just, just, like, just it wasn't No idea cool. why, it just See, like leaves. I didn't somersault like that. That's like a Cirque du Soleil type somersault. Mm, yeah, uh, he was going for it. He was leaving <laughs> yeah. no stone, stone unturned on that jump. He's like, <laughs> so amazing. Anyways, guys, I want to thank you for coming by. This went like really long, but it was super interesting just Very hearing good. your story thank you. from both your perspectives. Um, love it. So do you guys have any parting words you want to leave with anybody? Some advice, anything? Um, don't let your memes be memes. <laughs> there it is again on the billboard. Uh, don't chase the money, chase the dream. I'll tag, take your uh, thing, but uh, I can't wait to tell you guys about Shop Local Sask yeah. on the next too. podcast. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to bring you back for that in for the sure. future. We'll be back. Sometime, but, be uh, It'll be our first second guest. Yes. Repeat guest. Ooh, wow. It'll be our first repeat guest. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That's an honor. Anyways, we'll let these guys, guys go because the, the next train's coming. And yeah. If they don't oh, leave yeah. now, they'll yeah. be like... You're going to have yeah. to blindfold Wyatt and <laughs> yeah, get him back right. to the south end. There's no trains in the south end. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys are looking for any video services, social media stuff, you can check out Tandem X. They're in Regina, but they yep, can yep, do yep. this anywhere, right? Yep. Maybe even gotcha. Vancouver pretty soon. So thanks yep. for taking it all in with us, guys. We'll see you again next week, everybody. Thank you for listening to another inspirational story of entrepreneurship on The Other 18 with Shane and Bryce. Want to be on the show or know someone who should be? DM us on Instagram at The Other 18 Podcast. Keep grinding.